bored apes versus rider rips. It's an interesting battle to say the least, and I have to be honest, with the current state of NFTs and the implosion of the marketplace, Rider Rips is looking like a genius. But it remains to be seen if Rider is more of an agent provocateur, or was he really privy to knowledge that this bored ape fiasco was a scam from the jump? It's hard to say right now, but if I was reading the tea leaves, I would say, that there's more bad news on the horizon for Yuga Labs. But first, let's listen to some archival footage from the deep caverns of the internet troll farms. Other things that I ascribe to you, did you actually write them? Or I'm sure if I went through your private messages, no doubt. through every single fucking message you've ever written, I could cherry pick something out of them to make you look bad too. They're doubling down on their lies. They're going after me to punish me because I'm speaking out against them. What's important is education and, and people knowing context because that's what gives meaning to things. I had conversations with Guy or Siri early on that were very off-putting with like vague threats, like I could help you or I could hurt you. Again, we know that Hollywood super manager and mover and shaker Guy O'Siri is involved in the decision-making of the board Ape strategy. And I'm curious as to where he stands among all this shrapnel, all this bad press. Guy O'Siri hasn't made too many bad choices in his career. I would argue quite the opposite. The guy's a legend who continues to grow his empire. So the, the reason I wanted to have this discussion with you is because, young man, when I look back through the history of the work that you've done, it's hard to deny that you are indeed an artist. You are 100% bona fide an artist. And I think so many of the people that we see, particularly in the NFT space, I, it's, I would struggle to give them that that moniker. So what I want to do right. is I want to go I want to go back to the beginning. Mm. And the ironically entitled internet archaeology because when I go through your website which you probably haven't updated in years so many of the links are 404s now. Did you know? Yeah. Yeah, I did know. I do know that. Um there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, the web is always changing and I'm like, I kind of move very quickly. And so, you know, keeping up with, uh, you know, servers and keeping up with the latest technology is, is daunting when you have literally 600 websites that you've made or something like that, especially if you're like not getting paid to do that. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, I have a lot of, I have client work that has, uh been you know that that has it's hard to it's hard to access as well mostly because um a lot of the work that we did was like very bleeding edge technology and some of the the it's almost like flash like like for instance flash there are a lot of so there, there's so many amazing websites that were created on adobe flash and like literally now adobe flash doesn't exist it's obvious in wanting to tell this story that Ryder Rips is the most visible and most interesting character outside of Guy Oseri. My analysis, again, is that he's playing Andy Warhol. But for a younger generation, and I'm not being hyperbolic, his track record speaks for itself. Well, you said something interesting there as well, that we've, we've become basically slaves to filters. 
and ease of templates and ease of access so that everyone has the same tools and everyone looks the same, talks the same, sounds the same, has the same expression because we will copy each other. Whereas I think- yes, And the algorithm prioritizes that. Like the algorithm and, and the whole like gamification of social media in terms of likes and followers and reblogs and all that stuff uh, pushes, pushes people into a funnel of, of conformity. Which is why I think it's ironic that people fight, have an issue with you because you are literally the poster child for the best parts of internet culture. And yet we, 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 we're... Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, we, but you are. Dump FM, when you go back and look at it, if you haven't, go and check out what was going on. This is where literally everything that you do now, when you post a GIF on Discord, 4chan, wherever, when you use all these memes, that's where it came from. That's where yeah, the best you know of these what else are. we invented, which was really uh, just something crazy, and it was adopted into Facebook and every platform after was real time likes. Like <clears throat> when you were on the site, if someone was to like your photo, you would get a notification in real time. Um, just little things like that would keep people engaged, and 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 it was sort of a gamification, but for the purpose of creativity. Like I was always I was against making Dump FM into an app. Because I was like, oh, like Photoshop doesn't exist. I mean, at that point, I guess Photoshop exists now on on uh, iPhone. But at that point, it was like, you know, pretty limited what you could do creatively with images on a phone. And I was just like, I want this to be attractive to people who are creators. Like, like I don't, I don't really want it to just be like sharing pictures of your dog. 4chan, Discord, all of these forums on the internet have become a form of the extremist playgrounds of people who want to exhibit antisocial behavior. It is no secret that 4chan and Discord is a breeding ground for toxic male energy and ego, and also a place where racist extremists and straight up misogynists are created in secret. I'm not the first to call this place a cesspool, but it seems that writer found art among this cesspool. And maybe, just maybe, this is where he started to create his theory on the Bored Apes. Again, this is a feature of the Rider Rips brand, just pranking people, saying he did stuff that didn't actually happen. He actually claimed he redesigned the CIA website, which he hadn't. But then, you know, this is his art. I also think that some of my work is about just the, the complexity and nature of authorship in a mechanicalized age. Like the truth is, is authorship is, is, is more and more irrelevant and provenance is more and more relevant. Um, and Warhol, Warhol didn't paint most of his paintings. Well, they're still screen. Yeah, they were still screen. And he had, he had a bunch of slave workers basically in the factory just doing it for him. And they just, they, they were there, but that's, I mean, he's such a clear you know, touch point for you. Architects don't like lay bricks to their buildings. Like, are you gonna, like, does that mean they're like Frank Lloyd Wright isn't good because he didn't like drive a nail into a wall? Like, no, but Frank Lloyd Wright never claimed that Jeff Koons' assistants <laughs> designed the building. I mean, there's a certain chutzpah in all of that, which 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 you clearly revel in. If, 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 if Frank Lloyd Wright had said that Le Corbusier's assistants, you actually people say stuff like that all the time, like, oh, we have the same, you know, development team as as you know, Zaha Hadid's. We're using the same construction contracting company. I mean, like that's probably a true thing. It's just to me, it's just the performative aspect of like 
the, the idea that like Jeff, like someone's assistance would give work or work cachet. It's, it's sort of a ridiculous claim anyways, because it's like very easy to prove. And, and it's really neither here nor there because it's like, you know, like, oh, I got, I have my taxes done by Jeff Kuhn's accountant. Like, is that going to make my, <laughs> who cares? Yes. This exchange by Ryder in this audio gets to the battle between the board apes and Ryder Rips. Is Ryder just merely doxing the board ape yacht club for lack of a better word? Is he making their lives harder? Or pointing out the scam, the racist tropes, because it's an easy target. Or maybe this is also just a cash grab for him. I think we need to we need to do an audit of NFT culture because I think it's not in a negative. I mean, sure, maybe a little negative, but just it's important that people understand the origin of this thing. Like I've been in Internet art for a long time and I can tell you it didn't come. The culture of NFT didn't come from Internet art or digital art. It squarely came from the culture of shit coins. And the culture of shitcoins came from like 4chan bizboard and stuff like that. So, you know, the origin point of any culture, I think, does have a um, a chain reaction, a domino effect where, you know, the, the origin has affected the way people act now. And a lot of the people who are in it now probably have never even been on the bizboard and 4chan and have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But despite that, it still does come from there. That, that that's how language works too you know um so <clears throat> yeah that's a good point because we i'm discussing with a colleague whether the word based still has alt-right associations and we kind of both agreed no it doesn't but based oh it's interesting she- about that it, it it didn't it wasn't that so that exactly that's very much like pepe because based came from uh lil b yeah who's an internet legend yeah. And actually, there, there's a tie in here because Lil B's manager, Sebastian, was the person who sent me in, in early December the Totemconf logo and the Board Ape Yacht Club logo and said, look at this comparison. And that's what started this, that's what sparked this whole journey. And so I, I, that isn't over my head, the fact that Lil B is somewhat intertwined in this whole thing as well. And 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 yeah, the... the, the, the um, Expropriation. I, I prefer that word instead of reappropriation. Ryder is right in that the culture in these forums are steeped in alt-right ideology. And as AI has surfaced, the speed of creation goes into overdrive. One thing to really ponder is how will we be able to determine the origin of things on the internet, whether it be news or art, if AI machines can start to create videos and audio of perfect deepfake renderings, the search for real news fact or just plain truth is going to fall into the abyss. The bored apes and what they stand for are only scratching the surface of where we are all headed very quickly. I think there was a huge NFT boom that was created by uh, speculators who weren't even art speculators. They're more like crypto speculators and maybe even more like finance speculators like Gary Vee and people like that. Um, and their darling was the uh, CryptoPunks. 
And CryptoPunks was, I was some, I was aware, I used to mine Ethereum in like 2017 and I had a digital agency, I still sort of do, but it was much larger in, around that time um, called OK Focus, uh, who is also a New York based digital agency, just like Larva Labs. Um, those are hard to, those are hard things to explain. And from an outsider, it, it probably looks crazy. Um, but anyways, regardless, so I noticed uh, during, you know, this crypto punk boom, where there was like this huge Sotheby's sale. And I think one of them at that time, it was the most expensive one. It had sold for 7.4 million, I believe. And um, I just I just was noticing the way people were talking about about digital art and crypto punks as if as if it was it was mo- it was mostly about owning tangential elements of the thing. Like, for instance, the idea of copyright um, or the idea of utility, like being able to have access to Discord server. And to me, that's all very tangential to like the art itself. Like if you buy a painting, you're not like, well, am I going to get into the server? Like, like, well, <laughs> you know, like, like, do I own the copyrights? Can I print t-shirts out of this painting? You know what I mean? You buy the painting because you like the painting, you believe in the artist. And so <clears throat> I had known that the, you know, the, the company behind uh, the CryptoPunks were really not artists. I'm not trying to dog them, but, th- but they're like a design studio, you know? And the project wasn't really art, you know what I mean? It, it was, an ex- it was a, a very cool tech experiment. This is the ultimate question. Is crypto, NFTs, this overblown digital currency market, all a fad? Or are we seeing an early purge, just like the salad days of the internet? And also, could the blockchain, what is the core of crypto, be where we look to safeguard material as the AI explosion takes over the virtual world? All questions we will find out pretty quickly over the next 24 months as this technology continues to grow faster and faster. Those two factors are what determine the value of the artwork. If you can't establish when something was made, who made it, then the only value the thing has is purely decorative, which which does have some sort of value. But in terms of artwork that's priced very high, it, you're never going to find work without real provenance priced high. Um, and it matters because we we as human beings exist on a timeline and it's important to to care about what came before and you know judging something within uh the course of history is is one of the most uh important metrics to understanding its meaning and power it's obvious that rider rips has thought deeply about the many hot button issues we now see being picked apart in think pieces in the wall street journal and other highbrow publications as a layman which is what i am i'm still curious if the ultimate takeaway here is that the bored apes, like any good scam, had its run. And now, we are starting to see the fallout. Not so much Bernie Madoff style, but a more intricate internet version of a Ponzi scheme, wherein the plotter and schemers are so smart, they get away with it. I know, as of late, there's been some rumblings of SEC investigations into the apes, 
and one has to also wonder if criminal proceedings will follow once some federal investigator someplace starts to understand and put the pieces together of the NFT world. The only comparison that comes to mind for me is maybe the investigation that looked into Silk Road. Remember that? It was the first online drug marketplace. It took them a while to catch on before the hammer fell. So we will see. Stay tuned. <laughs>